Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Kay, joined with Maddie today. Uh, Tom is doing very important things, apparently, so he won't be joining us today. It's not a big deal. Uh, Maddie, how's, how have things been for you? Things have been pretty good for me here at Hit Parade and in life in general. I've been doing my thing. Getting um, many more cards? I did get some more cards. I actually have an order waiting for me after work that I'm going to pick <laughs> up. I love it. You got the itch. That's pretty fun. I do. I love it. Yeah, so I spent this last weekend. Uh, Tom, Eric, and I went down to Tucson for the Warrior Sports Spectacular show. Uh, it was... It was something. It wasn't a bad show. Anthony Devine's a great dude. Uh, it was great to be there. Uh, it wasn't the biggest show. I mean, there was like four or five different shows last weekend, it feels like. And in the card world, that's not great. Uh, pretty much because everything gets spread out. People get spread out. Dealers get spread out. Buyers get spread out. And it's harder to uh, find cards you're looking for, things like that. Uh, it's funny. We always talk about it. Like, there should be... I don't know, a group of the largest buyers in the industry. A lot of it's like us and back air breaks and who, who else knows? Whoever the big repackers are, um, the ones that spend the most money. It should almost be like a, I don't know, some sort of like panel where they can decide like a show schedule all the time because more and more car shows are pop- popping up and they're getting in new places. Like I said, we went to Arizona, which was the first time Hit Parade was ever in Arizona. Uh but then there was also a show in New Orleans, which would have been really cool to go to. And I believe there was another one that was happening. I can't remember where. Was it a rally, maybe? One of the Carolinas. Point is, we're getting spread too thin. And when that happens, you know, there's less good deals and buys to be found. So what do you think about the idea of having, like, maybe a set year-round schedule for card shows that that way some weekends, you know, don't have – three or four shows. It'll just kind of be like the big shows are all, they all get their own weekend kind of. I think that's a good idea because then you have all the best, you know, vendors and buyers in one place at the same time. So you have access to everything. Exactly. And then, yeah. And then you don't have to fight. Like when you have to fight for stuff, that's, that makes everything harder. <laughs> well, even if you're at the same show, you might still be fighting for stuff. Depends on who's there. But yeah, either way, uh, Tucson was a good time. Uh, it's really beautiful there. I'd never been to Arizona. Uh, traveling there was a bit much. I think, <laughs> I think I was traveling for like 12 hours the first day because we just, just the way we had to get to the flight. We had a long, we had a layover in Chicago that took a little bit. We had to fly into Phoenix and then drive down to Tucson and there was traffic. Wow, it was a whole yeah. thing, but either way, it was good to see some of my favorite people in, in the old industry. So we had a good time there. Um, did you pick up anything cool or anything worth noting? Uh, you know, cards always run together for me. You always, people ask me that question and my brain is just mashed potatoes at this stage of my life. Um, it really is like, you can laugh about it all you want, but there were definitely some really cool one-on-ones we grabbed. Uh, you'll be seeing them in hit parade products soon enough. Uh, there was definitely a few big baseball hits too, cause baseball's back, um, which we can just lead right into baseball. Pitchers and catchers have reported, people are playing, uh, and some people are not playing. Key players have already been injured. You know, I believe Gunnar Henderson, Kyler Bradish, Josh Jung, Max Scherzer, DeGrom, Seeger, Jason Dominguez, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Dustin May, Otani, Anderson. Otani is only like half hurt because he's just not yeah, going to pitch. Yeah, what do you do? Well, he's not pitching this year because he tore his oh, right. ligament yeah. last year. I forget which one is you. Whatever. Whatever one it is that he can't pitch, but he can hit. Which Labrum? Is, 
No, nah, it isn't his elbow. I think he had Tommy John or something. I'm wrong. I can't remember what it is. My bad, people. It's been it's been a day. Uh, anyway, <laughs> needless to say, a bunch of people are getting hurt already, but that happens in baseball. There's a lot of players going hard. They haven't really done much game stuff. And as soon as you start jumping back into it, little tweaks and things happen. It's just like it is with any game, you know, with any sport. So it's unfortunate, but, hey, Baseball season's way too long as it is, so they're probably going to be back before you know it, and they're only going to miss, what, 20 games? Which means there's still 140 left for them. It's bananas. So That's crazy. Right? So what about you? Who are some uh, baseball people you're looking forward to following this year? Yeah, so I decided I was going to follow a couple of players themselves and then some teams because I need to start following baseball a little bit. Um, it would help with your job. Exactly. <laughs> so this year I want to key in on Ronald Kuna. <laughs> Mookie Betts, Shohei, what's his first name? Shohei. Otani. Shohei, okay. Shohei Otani and Bobby Witt. Junior, and, not his dad. Yes, Bobby Witt Jr. Any reason you picked those four? Bobby oh. Witt, young player. He just signed that massive contract. Um, so it should reason. be interesting. Um, and I do, I, t- I said this before in a different podcast, but I bet on him a lot and he's been, he you know, working out in my favor. <laughs> um, Otani, because I, I want to follow the Dodgers. That's one of the teams that I want to follow. Um, I think they're going to be World Series contenders this year. They got a stacked team. Be. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ronald Acuna, another guy I bet on. He's, I think he's pretty cool. He's got some swag too. But um, yeah, the teams that I want to follow: Dodgers, Blue Jays because they're close to home. Yankees. I I wouldn't say I'm I've been a Yankees fan my whole life, but. I did like Alex Rodriguez when he was in the league, so I was kind of just a Yankees fan. You know, him and Derek Jeter. I'm going to follow Casey and the Rockies because they're kind of not good. <laughs> I want to follow the Rockies because I actually caught a game in Denver the last time I went there. It was really cool. Nice. Um, I think they came out with a win that night too, so that was even better. Ooh. And then I want to follow the Orioles. Why? So that's um, they got some they got some good hitters on that team that Ad, Adley Rutschman yep. and um, Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. So I think I want to watch them a little bit as well. Well, if you're going to get in the ground floor of somewhere, the Orioles are a good one. Even though they just kind of popped off last year, uh, they still have a crap ton of young players. They have so many good young players that they have to tr- you know talk about which ones they're going to start trading away and stuff, which. They just don't have room for everybody, but yeah. that's a really good problem to have, of course. Um, yeah, so baseball's back a little bit. Obviously, card prices are fluctuating accordingly and starting to go up. You're starting to see a lot more of them coming around, so that's really cool. Um, basketball's back. <laughs> Us talking about it, I mean, uh, there's not much to really go to. I know, I just botched that, too. It's Again, it has been a day. Oh, no, we're still recording. So the biggest, biggest news we really had this time around is that Jokic is just an animal. Uh, Everybody knew that. He's the best player in the league, arguably. Uh, He's the fourth player to ever record a triple-double against every single team, and therefore he's definitely an MVP candidate. Uh, I kind of think he's still the favorite. I still like SGA in uh, Oklahoma City as well, too, but he's been a monster uh, between him and DeMontis Sabonis, who's just – I think he he, him getting a triple-double is almost like understood that it's going to happen at this point. I can't remember how many he has, but it's – in an order, it's a crazy number. He's killing it for Sacramento. Uh, and it's even, even crazier that that guy's such a good player, but he went from the Thunder to the Pacers all the way to to the Kings. And I remember when uh, he got traded to the Kings from the, from the Pacers for Tyrese Halliburton, people were like, oh, man, the Pacers might have got fleeced here. We'll see what happens. And Sabonis has been 
pretty damn good for Sacramento. Um, I can't say he's been better than Halliburton's been for Indiana, but it's a lot closer than I think people were initially considering when the trade happened. So that was pretty They're cool. They're both probably pretty happy. Oh, for sure. Uh, one more thing about basketball, though. So there's been some uh, the usual storming the court. You know, people, have, this has been big in the news because um, I guess two people recently got hurt and had to go to the hospital. I don't think it was anything too serious. I don't think it was anything too but serious. Again, but again, we're saying this and somebody could be in a coma, but <laughs> I don't think that's it. The point is, is that they're trying to like, they're trying to ban court storming. Is that, oh, they're actually trying to ban it? Yeah, that's, that's okay. what the conversation's about. They're starting to say, hey, is this what we should be doing? Right. Um, how do you feel about that? Um, after after watching the two videos of those two players getting hurt, one was Kalen Clark, and then the other one was like a Duke, some Duke guy, I don't know his name. But um, the injuries didn't look so severe. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't think it was anything, you know, detrimental or that tragic. But I do think that, you know, the players should be able to leave the court without getting trampled on. Um, <laughs> but I also think, you know, the court store, like, oh, yeah, like we just won. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's kind of like a cool thing to do to support, you know, your team or whatever. But. I definitely don't think people should be getting injured in that process. Well, of course. You don't want anybody to get hurt, but here's right. the real reason. No, it shouldn't be banned, first of all. Yeah. People have been storming the court for a long time. People have been storming the field after a big win for a long, long, long time. Uh, some of our greatest memories were when people were when people in the band were starting to uh, run on the field during a college football game. And, of course, I forget what teams that are now, but – the play wasn't over, and actually the guy scored the winning touchdown running through people yeah. on the field. It was, it was bananas, but that's just like one of our sports memories yeah. that, that have been ingrained Tradition. in our, yeah. Tradition, Tradition matters, and you know what it is? Like, when you get somebody, some school that isn't a power, using college basketball as the example, like let's just use Pepperdine or Colgate or somebody, a, a college that's it's around, every now and then they make the tournament, but they don't ever really do too well with, you know, maybe now and then they'll have a run, but either way, small schools that have a history have been around, but you know, they're not exactly like world beaters. They're not the North Carolinas yes. and Kentuckys of the world, but every now and then one of those teams beat those big teams. They have, you know, a big name team, you know, a, a top ranked team come in and they get a victory. And that's huge for the school. Like having a small school pull that off. And that's why they celebrate people run on the court to storm that. Cause that's, Maybe one of the biggest wins in that program's history, you know. You can't get rid of that. That feeling that happens, like, hey, I think people are just going to do it anyway. What are they going to have? A hundred armed cops around right. every, every college people. of basketball arena? But it's just what it represents. You know, you get your, your hot player that he's not going to the NBA, but he's going to be, you know, your leading scorer in school history that people will remember forever. Um, like for me, I remember Turner Battle from UB. UB is only – I mean, I know they did okay in the NCAA tournament the last – decade or so but when i was in college we were going to the games they were five and 23 and nobody was there and then all of a sudden they killed it they were coming through and they honestly should have won the mac tournament they blew a 17 point lead to go to their first ever uh ncaa tournament for the auto bid they didn't get in uh and then i'll never forget they they were like the 69th team out of the 68 that get in and they were definitely better than 10 of those teams but some of those teams that uh, got in had people on the committee like they're their ADs were on, their athletic mm -hmm. directors were on the committees, like Northern Iowa, that shouldn't have been in, that type of stuff. No, I'm not bitter 20 <laughs> years later. Point is, 
I remember those players. Like I was just talking about it with my friend Craig two days ago. We were talking about like Mark Bortz and Yasina Behe and guys that who you, whoever's listening to this right now, you have no clue who those people are. I have no clue who those people they are. They were playing basketball before you were born, probably. But probably. at this rate, <laughs> the point is, those memories exist for these people. And that's why serving the court shouldn't be banned. It's a thing. We've had people serving the court for forever. And how often have you heard of an injury? Yeah, granted, there's there's been two lately. Now although, that you put it that way, yeah. Like, that, I think that sealed the deal for me. There's a little bit of recency bias here, which doesn't make much yeah, sense. Yeah, it's only because they're big, na- you know, big names and it just happened recently plus it adds to it i remember like even here for buffalo the bills won a big game and they came down and that's when they tore the goalpost down and it was a whole yeah a whole thing but the whole city was going nuts and excited for it because it's big sports are big for everybody can't police that um if people get hurt all the time i get that but they're not it's not like people breaking are getting trampled people are breaking yeah, yeah exactly and you can talk about caitlin Carter, but she kind of took a dive she looked like a I terrible wrestler. She looked like a terrible wrestler when she but i don't believe that corn storming should be gone away that's there's no reason for it it helps accentuate a big win you know whether these small schools beat a big school or they go into their conference tournament 10 and 18 and pull off a miracle tournament upset so they get an automatic bid to go to the ncaa tournament for the first time in 50 years or whatever it could be um can't get rid of that that's big and that's part of the game is tradition and we don't really need to get rid of that i understand that you know just because something's tradition doesn't mean it has to stick around but this is one of those ones that i think it should be that's how I'm going to always feel about it. Yeah, you, you had some big feelings on this one. <laughs> That's just, it's just a good topic. Whatever, it's a good topic to talk about. It is, it's, yeah. a dis, it's a fun discussion point. Uh, moving on, uh, we'll talk about hockey for a little bit here because I know you're, you're a hockey fan. Just a little bit. Already, Kucherov and McKinnon have broken 100 points. Connor McDavid and Pasternak, not too far behind. Um, Very close. Right? Who's your MVP right now? MVP? I, I think it's Kucherov. Why? From, um... I, he was the first to surpass 100 points. The Lightning aren't even doing that hot. I don't think. No, they're yeah, they're not out. doing too hot. They're in the last. Uh, they're in the second wild card spot, I believe. Yeah, it's, he's carrying that team almost, and I think I think he's making a pretty good name for himself this season. Yeah, the answer is still Connor McDavid. Um, I know that that's chalk, kind of. But let's face it, McDavid isn't leading the league in points and he's not killing it like he did last year, but that's because of how slow Edmonton started and McDavid got hurt early in the year. So it kind of set him back a little bit. And people sometimes forget about the first like 15 games where it was like he had next to nothing points wise. (laughs) Since then, he's just been murdering everybody. Um, It seems like every Edmonton game, McDavid has two to three to four assists. Uh, He's not even scoring that much. He only has like, I think it was like 22 goals and 72 assists or something. Yeah, he's he's always going to be crazy until, you know, he slows down a little bit. He'll never Will he ever slow down? Yeah, Yeah. maybe Maybe by 2030. Yeah, we'll we'll figure (laughs) it out. But he's still amazing. And that's the whole reason Edmonton's. Winning, even because their goaltending is still kind of subpar, you know, and everybody else is really popping off. Um, Who do they have in that? Uh, Skinner and yeah. uh, Picard is their backup, I believe. So they're doing okay, but he's still carrying that team. He does everything, and it's just he's easily the best player in the league. It's not, it, it's not even a question. And if he ends up surpassing everybody in points, which he's on pace to do, I mean, it's he's just, close. Yeah, he's, it's just they're another, lurking. He's lurking. McDavid has heart, and he'll have another one soon. <laughs> that's so terrible. I hope that's the clip. Anyway, um, but another guy who's actually been really killing it, Austin Matthews in Toronto. 53 yeah. goals already. I think he's got, what, six hat tricks on the season? Unsure, but I know he had two back-to-back. Yeah, two like back-to-back. No, he has six. Week, no, he has six. He has six. six. That was a sixth one. It's insane. 
uh, how much he's scoring. He's speaking of carrying teams. He's really doing a good job. I know Toronto is supposed to be a good team, but it just seems like everything Matthews is doing is what's keeping them afloat. Uh, they're Basically. doing well. They're doing well. They're only they're only third in the division though because Boston. Yeah, they're not too bad. I mean, Boston being carried by Pasta, but at the same time they were supposed to be not great this year and miss the playoffs, and instead they just keep winning. Wait, there's nothing yeah. to do about it. Uh, there, I mean, there's some other teams that are kind of like jumping ahead in spots right now. Um, Vancouver fell from being, you know, the best team in the league um, or the team with the most points just recently to um, the Rangers, or I, I believe it's the Rangers at the top of the standings. Well, if you want to know right now, I'll give you the updated one. So Florida and Boston both have 84 no, points. No, Florida. Florida, Florida and Boston both have 84. The Rangers have 83 and then Vancouver has 83 themselves. Yeah, so they're all very close. They're slipping, they're, but, I mean, they've won a lot of games. It's, yeah. It stands to reason just by the law of averages that they're going to maybe lose a couple here or there. Uh, that's okay. Vancouver's still ridiculously talented. Uh, Patterson, JT Miller, Quinn Hughes, you name it. Demko's been obviously very well. Mm-hmm. Vancouver's been fantastic. Um, they added Elias Lindholm, like we talked about before. He's been okay for them so far. And I still think they're still looking to add before the deadline, which is in a week, I believe. Right? Yeah, it's in a week. I think it's the 8th. So that's crazy. Uh, we'll see what happens between then and now. There's a couple good free agents out there right now as well, I believe. Like who? Isn't Jake Gensel a free agent? Well, he's not a free agent. Or, um, he's he's injured right now. But you mean you mean like but a trade rental? Yeah. Well, the Penguins are considering moving him. Um, I'm very interested in that. Well, you should be as a Penguins fan. But your Penguins yeah. are in the Penguins are in an interesting scenario because... They're trying to like rebuild, but also still be competitive for like Sid and Gino. Yeah. And it's like, you never really can do both because it never quite works out. And I think they're in that weird spot where it's like, we could trade Gensel and get some cool stuff for our future, but Gensel's the player he's we a, need. He, he scores he all the time when yeah, he's playing he's with great. Crosby. So I don't want to see him leave, but same time, if that's what they got to do, <laughs> they got to do. That's what they got to do. Uh, speaking of teams that have been getting hot, uh, the National Predators. Kind of figured out hockey. They're on a seven-game win streak. They've just been kind of cruising. Yeah, and I, when I when I think of win streaks, we're thinking about all these really good top teams. And you know, I, I didn't think Nashville Predators would be you know a team with seven games won in a row, just right. because they're just they're kind of Nashville. They're like kind of, eh. but they're they're making games count right now. They're uh, getting their points in to make sure they make the playoffs. Well, right now they're in a playoff spot, I believe. So they're doing that, but keep their playoff spot yeah pretty much but they've been beaten it's not like they've beaten just all the worst teams in the world like they beat yeah, vegas they, they, they beat and the vegas wild and, yep they've i mean they lost to the stars their last loss was the stars they beat the kings who kind of fell off but are kind of getting better again the kings are always weird uh then they did beat the senators and ducks who are just and sharks who are all just terrible almost, but the yeah. point is that they won those games and uh it's hard to win seven in a row it is they did yeah so that's so nashville's kind of fun they always have talented players though i mean they do they roman yossi's been one of the best d for what ever a long time um they have philip forsberg of course o'reilly yeah he went i didn't even realize anyway. he was on the predators well, it's because you don't pay attention I, to hockey fan. not. so yeah there's a lot of cool stuff going there um like you said, the other thing we talked about, we had written down uh, the Panthers. They're on top of their division in the entire league because Florida just keeps playing really well. Uh, they had a slow start, but Mac and Chuck's picking it up. Sam Reinhart has scored his 40th goal. Uh, Second in the league. Goals. Pretty, pretty bitter about it, but, uh, you know, Another we had to trade him. Go, go Sabres. It is what it is. Point is, Sam's playing really, really well, and he's going to get a lot of money in a contract year. So I don't know if he's going to be playing in Florida because he's going to command $10 million, but... His prices are going up for card values, at least. 
Sam Reinhardt's been awesome. Like I can't can't argue it. Can you what do his what did his card prices look before this season? What they what do they look like now? Um before the season, you could get a really cool patch auto for like 40 bucks or less. Okay. It wasn't too hot. Now it jumps up. That same card you could probably get for like a hundred bucks. Oh. Yeah. It's just he's going up because, well, he's playing well. But again, Florida's yeah, is. a weird market and hockey cards in general are still weird because it's a, hockey isn't a niche sport, but it feels like it sometimes. So in the card world, it definitely is. It isn't for us because like we buy hockey cards all the time. In right. fact, if you're listening, you have a bunch of cool autographed patch <laughs> hockey cards you want to sell. You can, you can email me at podcast at hitparadecollection.com and we'll talk to you. Um, anyway, point is, doing well, it, it, in hockey it seems like if you drop, it takes a while. Till, you need to be like really good for like four seasons to really have your value spike back up. Whereas if you're like um, Jack Hughes who had all the fanfare coming to the league and he started up here and he's been mostly up here. He got hurt so he came down, but you know he came in, he starts playing well again and he goes back up. Like it's easier to rebound when you start up high, okay. as opposed to like Reiner who yeah when he didn't start too high because you know he's on the and- it wasn't even that it was more so that he was part of like I don't want to call it the worst draft ever, but it was a draft that wasn't very top heavy, especially when people knew like McDavid was coming the next year was it? Gotcha. So when it went Ekblad. Uh, Reinhardt and then Sam Bennett was in there. Those are the three you're going for. No, but they weren't like the massive names of, you know, like Connor Bedard. Yeah. The irony is that all three of those players now play for Florida. Yeah. I was yep. just going to say they yeah. all Isn't play cool? for Florida. They all play for Florida. <laughs> so the, the top picks in that draft, the top prospects, all play for the same play, for the same team now. And they're the best team in the league. So what do I know? Uh, last but not least, uh, football. Obviously, the combine's happening. People are putting up. Impressive numbers so that people can start buying their cards and going bananas. You guys are already doing it. We're already putting your Michael Penixes and Jaden Daniels and everything in our hit parades. Um, we got autos for them. Go get them. I'm sorry they're in college jerseys, but they don't have NFL teams right now. Some people get mad about that. Who cares? Anyway, point is, draft's coming. I'm excited about that. I know we'll end up doing our own little draft thing here. But because of that, uh, before we get to the draft, there's going to be free agents going places. Uh Already released. Alexander Madison was released. Yes, he was. From the Vikings, which is a shame because I had thought that he was going to really take over for Dalvin Cook after he left. And I know a lot of you fantasy players did too, so you probably drafted him higher than you know you wanted to. Or you had him sitting on your dynasty roster for three years, finally were excited to get him to play, and then he didn't do much. Trust me, I was one of them. Anyway, uh, M- <laughs> MVS gets uh, cut from Kansas City. Turns out the dropsies that he had are a little too much. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I know he kind of like won a Super Bowl and he made a couple good plays there, but eh, I don't really mind him going anywhere. He dropped half his targets this year. Yeah, that's not good. I, yeah, I did see. I it was doing my out, research and he had like forty-two targets and he caught twenty-one of them. It yeah, it turns so out. So it it's not a shocker actually. <laughs> All right, it turns out that catching the ball very important for wide receivers. Well, apparently not because they won the Super Bowl anyway. But regardless. Um, there's going to be overall coming in Kansas City. I think everybody kind of knows it. Uh, Kadarius Tony, obviously, that's kind of a wrap there. Scantling's whatever. Um, Kelsey's going to probably stick around, like he said, but dude's getting up there in age, so at some point they got to get somebody else in there, which most people, every time you read a mock draft, they're going to end up drafting a wide receiver in the first round. I think that's pretty obvious. Of course they are. Uh, the other thing, though, and it's kind of a part of the next conversation we have here, where will they land? And we have like Derrick Henry, Mike Evans, Saquon Barkley, et cetera. Um, 
Mike Evans is the one I'm going to start with because I think it all ties in here. I just really see Mike Evans going to Kansas City. Mike's been really good in Tampa Bay his whole career. Most consistent receiver, I think, of all time, it feels like. Dude always has 1,000 yards. He's, he's great. Even when he was only catching one-yard touchdowns, like he caught 13 of them from Tom Brady, still somehow made it over 1,000 yards. Very durable, very good. I know he's up there in age, but at the same time, he's still pretty good. He's mostly healthy. I know he's had injuries here or there, but everybody has. Uh, I just see Evans going to Kansas City as just such a good fit. Uh, Chiefs have cap space on top of it. Ugh, it's brutal, but it's true. Well, everybody should have a little bit more cap space now. Why is that? Because the NFL raised their salary cap by what? $30 million. $30 million? Yeah. I Isn't didn't know it was 30 million? Yeah, 30.6 you know. million, I believe. Look at you. Well, it's yeah. either that or it's terrible reporting by our reporter. <laughs> Point is, I, I like Evans going to Kansas City. I think that'll help. I think that'll actually weirdly help his card value. I know people don't like, um, Tom talks about all the time that they don't like people in new team jerseys. Like, oh, his buck stuff would be worth much. Not that Mike, Ev yeah. Mike Evans' cards, his auto, that's a $100 auto. Sometimes if it's a nicer card, a little bit more. But, like, there's not too many times we have a Mike Evans hit, you know, for a hit parade. And that's not on Mike Evans. It's just the way that the card community views him. He played in Tampa Bay for a long time with not great quarterbacks. Then he went up when he played with Tom and won Super Bowl. That always helps. Uh, but going to play in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, uh, he's going to be – if Mike Evans goes to Kansas City, he might be the most overdrafted, um, overbet on wide receiver of fantasy football this year. Like people are going to take him two rounds higher just because he's in Kansas City – and I don't think that's the right move, but at the same time, uh, I could see his card values jumping, especially if it takes off, because people are waiting for a wide receiver on Kansas City to really pop in the card community because they haven't really had one yet. Yeah, they really haven't ever since Tyreek Hill. Right. right. Well, yeah. that's what I mean. Other than, Since Tyreek. Yeah, yeah, I should have since... really, really put that one out there, but again, mashed potato. <laughs> All right. Um, what about you? Do you think anybody else is going to land somewhere? Where do you think Derek Henry or like Saquon is going to go? I don't really know much about, you know, cap space and all that kind of stuff. But I know the Bills need kind of a, a yeah. good running back, so they don't have that won't happen. But you know, it'd be super cool. Um, I don't see that. I see Derrick Henry going. Hmm. I I think about this a lot where he's going because it's not going to be Tennessee. And so I the think Patriot or the no, don't say that. He, no, I can't watch him end what up, I was reading. Watch him end up in Dallas, something like that. Like they won't keep Tony Pollard and they'll keep. They'll get Derrick Henry to run behind their offensive line because they could really use him. That's kind of what I see there. As for Saquon, I still just think he ends up back in New York. I don't know. That's just how I feel um, unless they really, really don't want him back. But practically just feels like a giant. He just really does. He was he was there representing the Giants uh, at the NHL All-Star game. If you remember oh, right before, yeah, they had a bunch of Jets and Giants because it was at MetLife. Yeah. I'm sorry, not the NHL All-Star game, the um, Stadium Series game oh, that was okay, at MetLife. Okay. So he was there representing the team there. If they're not going to re-sign him, there's no real reason to like trot him out there and stuff. So Because yeah. they didn't have Daniel Jones out. They actually had Tommy DeVito go, which I think is hilarious. But that's because he did a whole thing for it. It was funny. But, yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll see more. We'll get more information as in the next like couple weeks on where these free agents are going to go. It's going to be really exciting when it starts. I forgive when free agency starts. I'm going to Google it. You keep talking about no why you idea. don't like You talk why you don't like Caleb Williams. Go. Why well, I, <laughs> well, I don't like Caleb Williams. Okay, yeah. So um, I was reading an article about Caleb Williams and, you know, draft things. And um, in, his, in this article, he stated that he doesn't have a plan B when being asked about if he's worried about if he will not go number one in the draft. And he says, you know, I don't think of plan B. Um, 
if plan plan A doesn't work out, I'm gonna find a way to make plan A work. So I was, when I read, when I read this and all the things that I've seen in the past about him, I'm wondering if this guy is really that likable. I feel like I'm not liking him as much as, um, you know, a number one draft pick should be liked. Does that make sense? Did you like Bryce Young? I have no opinion on Bryce Young. Neither does anybody. That's the problem for him. <laughs> um, I know what you're saying. You want your number one guy to be likable and cool and he's gonna be the face of your franchise right. but this is already a guy that if the bears take him has said i don't want to play in chicago i don't want to do this a lot of a lot of prima yes. donna stuff don't forget he also said the it thing is, did you hear how we need how we wanted part ownership of whatever team drafts yes him? like all of this stuff <laughs> is just like really kid like what you're what 20 how old is he 21 i know but think? he look he already lives in like a better penthouse than most nfl players like that's just the way it's gonna be it, like it or not that's the way college football is yeah, with, all, with all these NIL deals or whatever. That's just how it's going to stay. Um, it sucks, but what you going to do? Uh, that there's a Like I said earlier, though, the reason we have so many more autographed cards of these rookie dudes or these college players that are going to get drafted are because they can sign stuff and get paid for it now. Yeah. So they're more apt to do things. Um, before, we only had like a couple of, um, you know, of the top, top guys. Now we have quite more of a widespread, like the Blake Corums of the world, who he might be okay, but eh, whatever. Anyway. I know what you're saying. First off, NFL free agency is March 13th at 4 p.m., so that's going to be a fun day. And uh, <laughs> Thank you. Which is already basically free agency. People are already talking. It's just they can't officially sign until then, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Other than that, though, I know what you're saying about Caleb Williams. It kind of feels like he's doing it all wrong, but a lot of these kids also get bad advice from like people who think they know what they're doing, yeah. so who knows? It could still be okay. Maybe he'll just chill out. Um It'll just it'll depend on how he plays on the field. Yeah, maybe I'll turn into a fan when uh, I see him play. We've, we've said it before, I think on this podcast, I think it was me ranting, that sounds like something I ran about, is that he can't do and say all the things that he's saying and then be ass on the field because it's just going to blow up in his face. So we already put more pressure and expectations on himself ahead of time. Yes. It is what it is. Do you have a favorite? You don't have a favorite NFL draft person you want right like a rookie that you've let somebody not necessarily that's that's your homework this time you didn't do the <laughs> nba homework college football i no. did do my nba you gotta homework. just do draft work you gotta just see who your favorite person in the draft is and figure things out this all right she wants to be on this show about sports and cars and then doesn't do the research and no and then i got i gotta watch 100 how many mlb 160 mlb games no you don't have to NBA watch games. you do not watch 80 nhl those. games you do not have to watch the baseball games 20 football games it's fine how am i supposed to do all that just do it. Do it at work. We all do. Anyway, um, that's it for football. Again, there's not a ton of information and stuff happening right now. It's the dog days of basketball and hockey. So we're doing our best here. Uh, Tom, we're going to talk more about what's going on in Hit Parade. We're going to talk more about uh, cards in general. We'll get back on that because uh, we kind of have to. It's what This is a card show podcast. But we wanted to get something out to you guys. I know we missed last week because we were in Tucson. Uh, that kind of ruined everything. But we got something out for you this time, this week, uh, and I hope you enjoyed it. I know it wasn't the best thing in the world, so we're going to move on to our final thoughts. And uh, Maddie, what do you got for us today? <laughs> my final thoughts. Well, um, my final thought is on an article I read today about the Arizona Diamondbacks pitching coach. It was just a funny article, and it was titled – me MLB's oldest, wildest pitching coach. And like the headline for the article was from cleaning dog butts to the World <laughs> Series. 
And I just laughed. I was like, there's no, like, what, what does this mean? So I clicked on the article. It was great clickbait. I read a little bit of the article. And it was basically about this guy. He's 75 years old. Um, he, you know, watched, he watched himself, or not himself, but his teams lose three World Series in a row. And then he went on to quote, I feel like I'm the Buffalo Bills. And I was just like, Brutal. oh, that was a stab. Like, that's terrible. So that was the, that kept me reading. So I was like, wow, he just made a jab at Buffalo. And then, um, you know, they got into his background. And the last thing that I just thought was super funny, um, you know, it talked about how he and his wife um, built up this dog grooming company. And direct quote from the article was, I was cleaning dingleberries. <laughs> I just, I said, this, is an, this is an article on ESPN. I mean, it was great. Like, it was funny. It made me read it. Um, but yeah, if you have a minute, just go, just go look at that article. Um, read it for a couple of seconds because, you know, it, it made me laugh. <laughs> so maybe it'll make you laugh. That's funny. Um, it's funny. My final thought is just that I am getting excited because the other day in Buffalo, just to start off real quick, we, I know it's Buffalo and other people don't have to deal with this, but we literally had a day where we experienced every single season. We woke up and it was like rainy and spring-like and then it got really hot into like summer degrees temperature and it was really cool and then it got windy and chillier like it's fall and then it ended before i even left work like 29 degrees and snowing snowing <laughs> every single season and i'm like i'm done with this i'm just ready for spring and summer and getting there and march is here you know like we're recording this march first it's the first day uh that i'm i really start going wow it is it's springtime. Like, I know it doesn't officially start for a little bit, but that's like the first marker of spring. And then today, the second marker of spring came for me where our uh, social co-ed touch football league sent out team registrations yes. today. Registration open today for football. It's, it's that my, time. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, I do the podcast for that. I've played in it for forever. Tom got me into it. That's how I met Maddie. Uh, that's Tom just, got you into football? Yeah. Okay. I, I played I played at a different league and he's like, no, you should play for this one. It's way better. Okay. And then that's kind of how we got there. So that, that was 11 years ago or whatever. So I'm just excited because once football starts happening outside, it's just like life is just instantly better. So I'm really happy for that. I'm really happy to just spend time with the people that I've missed for, you know, the winter months. So, yeah, spring is coming. Things are getting better. Um, and I just can't wait for everything that's happening. I'm kind of just excited for the future and that's how it's going to be. So. With that, uh, thanks again for watching and listening. Uh, I know we didn't say too much, but there wasn't too much to say. We did our best. Uh, we're, we're still getting on it. We wanted to get you guys something because I know we didn't do it last week. So I appreciate all of you for listening. And uh, that's it. So bye.